Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God through which the Holy Spirit brings us our Savior Jesus Christ is John chapter 5 verses 24 through 29. Truly, truly I say to you that the one who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and isn't coming into judgment. Rather, he has crossed over from death to life. Truly, truly, I say to you that the time is coming and now is here, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who have heard will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so also he gave to the Son to have life in himself. And he gave him authority to carry out judgment, because he is a son of man. Stop being astounded at this, because the time is coming when all who are in the graves will hear his voice. Those who did good will come out for the resurrection of life, and those who practiced evil for the resurrection of judgment. This is the word of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Ghosts crossing over into the light. As psychic propaganda and occult ideas have seeped into our culture, people's thinking have been affected, infected by them. They have infected people's ideas about death and about what comes next. And even many of our thoughts can be manipulated by what we see on the TV, whether it's a a fictional story supposedly for entertainment or claiming to be real. It affects our thoughts about death and what comes next. So today, rather than listening to the the, the deceptions of this world and, and having our minds shaped by psychics or mediums, let's listen the words that come from the Lord of life and death himself. For you see, Jesus too talks about crossing over. But how vastly different this crossing over is from the deceptions that are portrayed in the world around us. Let's take a closer look and let's take to heart what Jesus says about crossing over. First of all, first of all, we need to see that when, when Jesus is talking about crossing over in the text here, he's not talking about ghosts or spirits whose bodies are dead. He's talking about people whose hearts are beating and, and lungs are breathing. For you see, once the body dies, it's too late to cross over into the light. I don't care what you see on TV or the like. There is no second chance, no time to make amends. You heard about that last week in the reading from Hebrews chapter 9 where it said, man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment. Death marks the end point. It's already too late when death has come. For you see, once the body dies, then it is faced with the judgment. As that verse from Hebrews said, whoever does not cross over into the light before death comes, whoever does not cross over while they are still alive on this earth will not enter the light 
but the outer darkness. If they imagine that they see some sort of light as death approaches, that is just another deception of Satan masquerades as an angel of light. For whoever does not cross over from death to life while they are alive on this earth will enter the outer darkness, the death, the eternal death of hell, which Jesus describes as weeping and gnashing of teeth, the unquenchable fire, the unending torture. Have you crossed over? Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. That's what Jesus means by crossing over. To cross over means to believe that the Father sent his Son Jesus to bring us over from death to life, to bring us out of the darkness of sin into the life, into the light of forgiveness. It means to believe that Jesus' death has set you free from sin's power to condemn you. It means to believe that his resurrection brings you eternal life. So important these ideas are is that Jesus introduces the statement with that, those words of verity, I tell you the truth. So important is this, what Jesus says here that he repeats the same ideas in the, in the very next verse. As he goes on and says, I tell you the truth, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Now, maybe when we take these words out of context and just think about the dead hearing the voice of Jesus, our, our minds jump to the last day when he raises the dead in the grave. But look at the context here. Jesus says the time is coming and has now come. If Jesus were talking about the last day, he wouldn't say now. He's talking about something that was going on right then and there and has continued to go on and down to our day. For Jesus is talking about not dead bodies, but people who are spiritually dead. And we see that when we look at the context of the verse that came right before this, that first verse we looked at. Jesus is talking about those who hear my words and believe him who sent me has crossed over from death to life. That verse explains this one, doesn't it? Those who believe and have crossed over. When Jesus talks about the dead hearing his voice and living, he is talking about the spiritual dead who believe his word and come alive through faith in him. How different that is, isn't it, from what we see on the TV in our, in, and in society there. Faith in Jesus has, has nothing to do with life or death. But in the real world, faith in Jesus makes all the difference. Now, maybe we so easily miss the fact that Jesus is talking about the spiritual dead here. is because we don't want to really admit that we too were once like that. We too were once spiritual dead with all the implications that that means. But the scriptures clearly teach that again and again, that that, that is our natural born condition. Take, for example, what Paul writes to the, the Christians in Ephesus in chapter 2. He writes, 
As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. Dead in sin. You and I and that newborn baby, we all began our earthly lives dead in sin. And what can a dead body do? Can it lift a finger? Choose to sit up? Decide to come to life? Think of the the daughter of Jairus. Sickness overcame her and she died. Mourners filled the house. Jesus came to her bedside, took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, little girl, I say to you, get up. Now where did that power to get up come from? From Jesus' words, right? None of it came from the little girl herself. She was dead, powerless, lifeless. And so also that was what our spiritual condition was. We were dead in sin, powerless to come to Jesus, powerless to make a proper spiritual choice or decision, powerless to cross over from death to life. Powerless. It is only Jesus' words that brought us over from death to life. Only the voice of the Son of God that called out to you through the water and word of baptism. Only the words of Jesus have that power to bring us across from death, spiritual deadness and sin, to life, eternal life. And that's what his words have done for you, dear friends. His words have brought you over. You have crossed over from death to life. That's the theme to take home today. You've crossed over to life, eternal life. The voice of the Son of God has called you forth, has called you and brought you over to life. So why stop listening to that voice? Don't stop listening to it. Keep on listening to the voice of the Son of God. Keep on listening to that voice as he calls to you through the scriptures and through the two sacraments, for those are the only ways that the Son of God calls out to us and brings us and keep, uh, over into life and keeps us there. It is through his, his, the word of scripture and baptism and the Lord's Supper. It's only his words that have done that for you and me. Only his words. Don't listen to the babblings in your heart or the echoing in your mind or the, the murmurings in your ear. Listen only to the voice of the Son of God calling to you through the word and sacraments. For you see, only He has life in Himself. Jesus says here in the text, For as the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son to have life in Himself. And He has given Him authority to judge because He is the Son of Man. Just think of that, that man born of Mary, that man standing before those Jews who were so mad at him for healing on the Sabbath day, that lowly man has life in himself. Only his words bring us across from death to life. How astounding that was to so many in Jesus' day, for they saw only a man. They did not see that this man was their God. 
the Son of the Father. But that, dear friends, that is the faith that Jesus' voice has worked in your heart. That is the truth that His Word has brought to you to bring you over from death to life. You believe that that lowly man who walked the dusty roads of Palestine, that that man who was arrested and beaten, condemned and crucified, that that man is your God. You believe that that bloody body hanging limp and lifeless on the cross is the body of your God sacrificed for you. You believe that uh, contrary to all the laws of nature and all human experience, that that lifeless body came back to life, rose from the dead. You believe that the Father sent His Son Jesus to do all that, to bring you across from death to life. For you, dear friends, you are among those whom Jesus describes here when He says, Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. You believe that that man, Jesus from Nazareth, is the one sent by the Father to bring you into life by setting you free from sin's power to condemn you. So keep on listening to his voice. Keep on listening for you have crossed over from death to life. And as you keep on listening, also keep on anticipating the resurrection. That's the second part we want to touch on here this morning. Because you have crossed over to life, keep on anticipating the resurrection. Jesus talks about that resurrection in the verses here. And and we are reminded that as we face death, And as we face what comes next, we don't have to worry or wonder what's in the light. For Jesus himself has has told you, maybe not in all the details we'd like, but he has explained how when we die, he takes the souls of his people with him to heaven. Think of how he described Lazarus and the rich man. When Lazarus died, the angels took his soul to heaven. That's what awaits you who have listened to Jesus' voice and believed in him. And what's more, Jesus has has reminded us that heaven is our home. Think of what he said in John chapter 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you so. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Yes, Jesus is coming back. For the Father has given him the the authority to judge the living and the dead. He will raise us out of the grave. Yes, he will raise all people from the grave. As Jesus says here, a time is coming. And and now he just uses the future. In the, the last day, a time is coming when all who are in their graves, the physically dead, will hear his voice and come out. He will raise all the dead. For you and me, what a day of victory and joy that will be. For it will be a resurrection to eternal life. Yes, the eternal life that you have right now because Jesus has brought you over from death to life, that eternal life will blossom into the heavenly glory that awaits us 
For when Jesus raises us from the dead, we will no longer be weighed down by by the sins and, and the evil of this world. But your bodies will be glorified like unto Jesus' glorious body. What that exactly means, I don't know. We'll know when we get there. But it will be good. It will be good. And then with soul and body reunited, we will be with Jesus forever. He will take us to our heavenly home. Jerusalem, the golden, with milk and honey blessed. Anticipate the resurrection. For you have crossed over into life. Now, how do we do that? How do we anticipate the resurrection? Well, first of all, we anticipate it by continuing to hear and believe the words of Jesus, just as we were talking about in the first part. If we stop listening and believing, then we fall back into the darkness and death, back into damnation. Then it won't be a day of joy, but a day of woe and terror. And so we keep on listening to Jesus' words. We anticipate the resurrection by by continuing to listen and to believe. For that keeps us in the light. That keeps you with eternal life. And that faith, that faith that trusts in Jesus in this way, that faith doesn't lie idle in our hearts. Just like when a dead body was brought back to life, it didn't continue to lie there. The person got up, moved, acted. So also living faith acts. That's why Jesus talks about those who do good. He is describing how faith in him acts. Just as those dead bodies like Jairus' daughter or Lazarus, whom Jesus called out of the tomb, or the, the son of the widow of Nain, just as they acted when Jesus brought them to life, so also Faith, living faith, goes into action. It sits up, it moves, it acts. Luther described this in his preface to the uh, epistle of St. Paul to the Romans when he writes there, Faith is a living, daring confidence in God's grace, so sure and certain that the believer would stake his life on it a thousand times. This knowledge of and confidence in God's grace makes men glad and bold and happy in dealing with God and with all creatures. And this is the work which the Holy Spirit performs in faith. Because of it, without compulsion, a person is ready and glad to do good to everyone, to serve everyone, to suffer everything out of love and praise to God who has shown him this grace. Thus it is impossible to separate works from faith, quite as impossible as to separate heat and light from fire. That's why Jesus can describe those who believe in him as those who have done good. In the last verse of the text here. He's not saying that good works save us. That would be contradicting what he had said just a few verses earlier when he doesn't mention works at all but describes his people as those who hear my word and believe him who sent me. Rather, rather, faith alone saves. And yet saving faith never stays by itself, does it? Just like you can't have fire without it giving off heat and light, so also a living faith in our hearts shines out, shines out by doing good. Doing the good God has prepared for us to do. Now as long as we are on this earth, we are still sinners as well. 
We fail so often to do the good that God has set before us to do. And that's why this faith keeps on going back to the cross, back to Jesus, finding in Him that full and free forgiveness. But that same faith then moves forward, striving to do what is good out of love for what Christ has done for us. And so we anticipate the resurrection by putting our faith into action, by doing what is right and good in the sight of God. You, dear friends, you have crossed over from death to life. Jesus' voice has called you out of the darkness. His word and sacraments have brought you life. You have crossed over. Now live as children of the light. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.